welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. Blood has a voice and the blood of Jesus is speaking for you and for me. In this episode, let's continue our discussion about the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. From the last episode, ladies and gentlemen, we began looking at the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood that purchased your redemption and my redemption. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and the verse number 4, By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. This portion of scripture challenged my faith. It says Abel is dead, and yet Abel is still speaking. How is that possible? A deeper dive into the word gives us this clarity. We understand in the book of Genesis that Abel offered a sacrifice and his brother Cain also offered a sacrifice, both of them unto God. But the Bible says God had respect for the sacrifice of Abel and not that of Cain, his brother. The Bible actually says in Genesis chapter 4 and the verse number 4 that Abel gave the best of the firstlings. In fact, the word the Bible uses is the fat portions of the firstlings he gave unto God. That is the best of the best. And we do see in Hebrews 11 verse 4 that by that sacrifice that Abel gave, although he died, he continues to speak even unto our present day. Ladies and gentlemen, the best continued to speak for generations. By giving God the best and the utmost sacrifice in his day, he earned the right through faith to have a continuing voice. That voice continues to speak vengeance upon the earth. And we will look at the scripture that supports this very shortly. In fact, in Matthew chapter 23 and the verse number 35, Jesus said, So that upon you may fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. What is important here is Jesus recognizes the voice of the blood of Abel speaking into generations, although Abel was part of the first family in the book of Genesis. By offering God that highest sacrifice, sacrifice that earned the respect of God, the blood of Abel continued to have a voice generations beyond him. In Genesis chapter 4 and the verse number 10, God comes to town and speaks to Cain and God says, 
what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. So God gave an indication that the blood of Abel was speaking. It was speaking out. It was crying out. Blood has a voice. Now, if Abel gave God the first, the foremost, and spilled his blood, and that continued to speak into generations into the future, ladies and gentlemen, we also ought to understand that God gave us his first, his foremost, his best. In fact, the scripture says he gave us his only begotten son. By giving us his first, the Bible makes us understand that he may be the firstborn among many brethren in Romans chapter 8 and the verse number 29. The firstborn of God, the very first, God himself, the foremost, he gave himself, that is in the nature of his son, he gives to us. And his blood also was shed because of our sins. If the blood of Abel continued to speak, can I suggest to you that the blood of Jesus also continues to speak today? In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and the verse number 24, that we've come unto Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. Friend, if the blood of Abel speaks vengeance, the blood of Jesus speaks forgiveness. And that blood is speaking on your behalf today. The Bible says it speaks better things. It speaks a new covenant. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and the verse number 25, when Jesus made this teaching unto Paul the Apostle, who then records this, he says, in the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So the blood speaks of a new covenant. It is a covenant of righteousness by faith in him. And that blood is speaking on your behalf today. In Romans chapter 5 and the verse number 9, the Bible says, Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. Ladies and gentlemen, that new covenant is speaking life over us. That new covenant is speaking peace over us. That new covenant is speaking a glorious end in our lives. Oh, what a blessing in Christ Jesus our Lord. Being a new covenant, it is a covenant of righteousness by faith in Christ. It means we have access to every good thing in God our Father because of the blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. In fact, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and the verse number 32, that if God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? 
The blood has delivered you and I from the courts of sin and of bondage so that now in God we have access into all that is in God. In fact, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and the verse number 21 that let no man therefore boast in the flesh for all things are yours. All things belong to you. This new covenant that was established by the blood of Jesus is an important one that the Christian must understand. It is also an important one that if you are not yet a believer in Christ, you ought to understand that there is a new covenant, a covenant that brings you into a relationship with God. And that covenant was established in the blood of Jesus Christ, shed for your sin and for my sin. You see, the new covenant was established by the sprinkled blood of Jesus, our Lord. For the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 and the verse number 12, And not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, he entered the holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption for us. What a blessing! Maybe for a little bit of context, we must understand that in the Old Testament, Moses, the man of God, who established the Mosaic practices and the Mosaic law and the ceremonial and religious laws, one of the important things that was done was to sacrifice the blood of animals, goats, bulls, and so on, for the remission of sins. This they ought to do year on year. They needed to atone for the sins of the people every single year. Why? Because the blood of animals was not able to wipe away the sin of mankind once and for all. It did not have that cleansing power. The Bible makes us to understand in Hebrews chapter 10 and the verse number 1 that all those things were a shadow of things to come. And we see this culminate in Jesus Christ, our Lord, who became the sacrificial lamb of God, nailed to the cross, his blood shed and poured on the ground for you and for me. So that by that blood, the blood of Christ, the divine blood, you and I received eternal redemption. That must make us excited. That must make us happy. Because Jesus has paid the price for us. Hallelujah. We also do see in the scriptures that in so doing, he offered his body. He offered his body also as a sacrifice for us. Again, by context, in the Old Testament, they would normally sacrifice the animal and burn the animal on the altar. Jesus, his body was pierced for you and for me. He was killed on the cross, buried. Oh, but glory to God, glory to God. The Bible makes us to understand and history confirms on the third day he rose again. So that when you and I place our trust in him, we also rise into newness of life in God. What a blessing. So let's talk about the body of Jesus because that was part of the sacrifice. 
in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and the verse number 23 to 26. That is actually one portion of scripture I love. And I use this portion of the scripture every month when we have our communion services. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. It is a powerful portion of scripture. The physical body, Jesus, gave the memorial body, the bread, to the mystical body or the continuing body, that is the disciples or the church, as they await the glorified body, that is the risen Lord, who shall appear again in his second coming. Hallelujah. And so, let's break it down a bit further. He said, this is my body broken for you. The Bible makes us to understand in John chapter 19 and the verse number 34 and also the verse number 37 that the soldier, when Jesus was crucified, the soldier took a spear and pierced his side and blood and water came out. That was a body broken for you and for me. It was part of the new covenant. That also meant our sins were broken out of our lives. He broke away our sins. He destroyed it in his flesh, in his body, breaking them down into the sea of forgetfulness so that by the broken body of Christ, we are declared righteous and sanctified before God. That your faith in him should not rely on your own works. May your faith in him not rely on your own so-called good works, lest it become self-righteousness unto us, rather that our faith in him be because of that which he did for you and for me on the cross of Calvary. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 and the verse number 9 to the verse number 10, Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first in order to establish the second. By this will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. He offered his body for you. It was pierced on the side for you and for me. That body was broken so that you and I will be set free from the shackles of sin that held us bound. Sin no longer has power over you. Sin no longer has power over your life. You are set free by Jesus Christ our Lord. What a blessing. Then also comes the memorial body of Christ. Jesus said, when you take the bread, do this in remembrance of me. You know, what you remember can either bring misery to your soul or it can bring distress or it can bring joy to your life. 
How do we know? I would encourage you at this point to read Lamentations chapter 3 verses 18 through to verse number 24. In verses 18 to 20, the writer remembers misery and his soul is bowed down within him and he felt distress in himself. But in the verses 21 to 24, he says he remembers God's loving kindness and has his life filled with joy, having been released from that distress. And so what you remember, what you set your mind on, will determine the state of your soul. Scripture says in Isaiah chapter 26 and the verse number 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Ladies and gentlemen, let your remembrance be one that calls into your life the goodness of God, the favor of God, the cross of Christ, and that which he has done for you and for me. The Bible says, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Let's cast our mind to that peace that he made for us. That we are no longer enemies of God. We have become part of the family of God. You and I have peace with God through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ our Lord. His shed blood has purchased our redemption so that today as we talk about the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice that he made for you and for me, we can rejoice that something great, something mighty, something the natural mind cannot understand, something awesome has happened in our lives. I invite you, if you do not yet know Jesus, I invite you today, run, run to the Lord, run to the Lord. His arms are open in love, awaiting you. Run to the Lord. You know, the early church in Acts chapter 2, they constantly came together and broke bread. They did that in fellowship, but they also did that as part of this command of Christ, that they should do so in remembrance of him. They constantly participated in the memorial body of Christ Jesus. But there is also the continuing body. Oh, hallelujah. What some may refer to as the mystical body of Christ. And that is the church. You and I are the continuing body of Christ. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and the verse number 27, the Bible says, Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. So we are part of the body of Christ. As a Christian, wherever you are in the world listening to me, you are part of the body of Christ. You are part of the continuing body of Christ. And of course, may I also remind you that there is also a glorified body awaiting us. Hallelujah. Jesus says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and the verse number 26. In fact, it's Apostle Paul writing this to the Corinthian church. But obviously he was writing what the Lord had commanded him. He says, "You as often as you do this, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. That is, until he comes in the future of his resurrected and glorified body. You and I will see him again. 
He will come a second time for us. There is a glorified body awaiting you and I. We shall be changed and we shall be like him. We look forward to the redemption of our body. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3 and the verse number 4, When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. There is a glorious body awaiting you. The blood has purchased your your redemption. The blood of Jesus has made us free from the shackles of sin. The blood of Christ, by his blood, we belong to God. And by his blood, we are set free. What a blessing in God. I invite you to know Jesus today. The blood of Christ is there to cleanse you from sin. It is pride that makes us think we do not need God in our lives. It is pride that makes us think that by our own good works we shall earn salvation. Nay, nay, the Bible says our righteous works are like filthy rags before God. The holiness of God cannot be compared with the right works of men. May I invite you to his offer of salvation for us. The blood of Jesus is that which cleanses us from all sin. Give your life to God today. To do this, please pray this simple prayer in faith. Dear Lord, come into my heart today. I recognize I am a sinner, but I believe in your offer of salvation for me. I believe that Jesus was killed on my behalf. I believe that he died and took my sin away. But I also believe that on the third day he rose again from the dead. So that if I trust in him, I also rise into newness of life. Forgive me, Lord, and make me yours today. I declare and I confess that I belong to God. I belong to you. I do no longer belong to the world. I no longer belong to myself. And I refuse sin in my life from this day onwards. I accept you into my heart as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Please share this podcast and I will come your way again. God richly bless you. Hope this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.